The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga, Episode 1. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of the Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, hey. guys. How's it going? I'm glad to be here, guys. Yeah, it's super second, or, or Episode 1. Our um, second time in the room, though. Yeah, that is true. Second time in the studio. And uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from the podcast so far. Uh, Jared is now a celebrity. He needs to go ahead and get hero <laughs> cards famous, made. Yeah. He's going to get uh, hero yeah, cards yeah. made. And uh, he'll I be doing autographs in the very near future. <laughs> negative. So negative. It's, life is good. <laughs> life is good, but not because of that. Because that's a bit of a stretch. But um, yeah, you're right. We've, we've yeah, received but it's just great getting feedback. started for you. I, I can see it now. Oh, my. For Jared, it's going to be, <laughs> you're, you're going to be as well known and as popular as Cowboy Kyle. Hey, and Cubmaster Cub Kyle. Cub on here. <laughs> we, Kyle we, has several identities. We, we found out off the air he has several different identities. You know what? Uh, one of the biggest feedbacks that I got from, and they brought it up at the John Ross District Roundtable the other night as well. A roundtable is a meeting of leaders once a, uh, a month uh, that we have in the scouts for those uh, thinking about getting into scouting. And... Um, they brought up that my nickname was Big Nasty. Like, literally everybody had to talk about my high school nickname and my youth scouting name being Big Nasty back in the day. And, and that is, that's, you know, even though that doesn't sound very appealing, that's a pretty cool name. It's not bad. It sounds like a like a menu item. <laughs> menu item. Like, like you would order one. It sounds like a corny wrestler to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, Jared, since you're the uh, official Boy Scout uh, leader for the Cherokee Area Council, what kind of feedback have you been getting from our listeners out there to our uh, episode zero zero? Well, Kyle could probably get into more of the metrics, which I think speaks to whether people are tuning in or not, but the feedback I've received has been they're just happy we're trying, mm-hmm. you know, and people are thankful for your leadership, Sean, and suggesting the idea. And it's been interesting to hear, you know, I've received just a variety of feedbacks. Some people enjoy the banter. Some people enjoy the interview uh, and the discussion. And then some people have said they enjoyed the public service announcements come Master <laughs> Kyle, which they, I can't believe. Yeah, but, but I'm going to just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. The wa- your wife said that. So <laughs> I, this I is true. would much this rather just listen to somebody else tell her about Scott <laughs> other than you. You know, that's I didn't, right. And, and, and I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or uh, uh, we should feel bad, guys, because <laughs> if the commercial promos is better than we are, we, we've got to some improvement. we got a lot of work to do ahead of us. 
Well, I think a lot of people like the PSAs just because it gives you a good general <laughs> sense of what we're doing, uh, uh, you know, out in the community and in our scout groups as well. I'm, like, Cub Master Kyle, I know what it is. She's now finding out what her husband does for a living. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's been shrouded in mystery for so long. <laughs> she didn't have didn't have his complete job description until listening uh-huh. to the last podcast. It's Oh, now that's what you do every day, honey. That is that is great. That's right. That's that's all I do. Yeah, you that's shake it. the minds of how many youth? That's scary. Oh, I just get to work. She knows. She knows. Mm-hmm. Cupmaster Kyle. I just get to work with good people like you guys. That's, hey, is that's long, what I get to do. As long as the direct deposits in the checking account, then you're doing your job, <laughs> making sure the money's coming in. Oh, that's funny. Well, she's gonna really appreciate this conversation when she listens. Hey, to she's, the she's, thanks, you guys. She's gonna appreciate love. It. She's gonna love this episode. I can't wait to meet her now. And Rebecca Styles, somewhere in the future, is reeling in laughter right now. I just she know I'm she's writing the tease liners for this podcast right now so an official shout out to rebecca styles there you go yeah yeah hey, anybody uh, else we need to do an official shout out to well can we do an official shout out to um our first guest that we're going to have on here in just a few minutes can we shout out rich mozingo the That's president good. of the chattanooga lookouts coming up i think we should say that segment? one though for when we have him in person okay all right but we'll yeah do that rich is going to be a guest here today and uh uh he's our first guest and what a uh, pleasure that's going to be to have the uh, guy that leads the lookouts joining us and i you know what i want to give a shout out to all of the scouts that are out there that are currently planning their eagle scout projects we have andrew cambron um coming on for our campfire conversation here in just a little while he's a youth scout um from here in chattanooga did over a hundred and thirty fire hydrants painted them so they were easily more easily visible Um, to the firefighters in his local community and you'll hear more about that but an incredible eagle scout project it's a great project uh, that andrew did and just to help i mean could you imagine the thousands literally thousands of people that he helped potentially by painting those fire hydrants so i just think it's incredible the uh, amount of community service that scouts in our area do every single day uh, in our area and Andrew just being one of the many greats that is just doing great things in scouting so I can't wait to uh, to be able to talk to Andrew later in the program as well yeah looking forward to that so I came prepared with a prop uh oh for Cubmaster Kyle this is a fresh $10 bill I got some camp cards in my I'm card. thinking there's something I could get for this $10 I was say, bill. That, that looks pretty used to me. <laughs> it just came out of the ATM. I don't normally get cash, so I dropped by on the way over here. I got me a $10 bill. Did you get permission from I did not. your wife to get that out? I did not. Okay. But I'll, I'll deal with the now, consequences later. <laughs> now and she knows. That now she knows. And so... I got this because Cubmaster Kyle has a son in Scouts. I do, yeah. In Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you were just telling me just a little bit ago you were, that you guys are selling camp cards for $10. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all of that money is going to support Scouts right here in the Chattanooga area. So yeah, I will get you your camp card. Thank so you. thank you. Well, before we uh, get too far, tell me what a camp card is. A camp card is much like a discount card that you see from a lot of different um, fundraising groups that are out there. But our camp cards are uh, especially incredible because of the uh, a portion 
of that camp card goes directly to the youth that sell that camp card to you. Their scout can earn their way in scouting and be able to go to Twilight Camp essentially for free by being able to sell these camp cards and put money into their their camp account or their account with the unit to be able to pay for. You know, in a troop, it would be going to summer camp like Skymont or to packs like ours, it's family camp. Or, in fact, we just opened it up to where Cub Scouts and Weevilos can both go to resident camp uh, in late June in at Skymont as well this year. So if someone makes a $10 donation mm-hmm. for a camp card, what do they get in return? Man, there's all kinds of stuff in there. There's over $100 in value. You got everything from where it's buy one, get one free Sonic uh, cheeseburgers um, to $5 off 25 at Elder's Ace Hardware. And there's even uh, $10 off 100 at Sportsman's Warehouse and all kinds of other deals on there. There's old change discounts and uh, just a lot of savings that you can do. And you can really pay that thing off in no time, especially if you're uh, headed to Sportsman's Warehouse. Because we all know that you can spend $100 easy at Sportsman's Warehouse. And Sean, the thing I'll add to what Cubmaster Kyle just mentioned is that a key part of scouting is to know that a scout earns their own way. And so that's really the core of a lot of our fundraisers mm-hmm. is helping to educate young people and their families about money management and how to work real hard and plan to get something in return. All right, it's time for us to take a quick break. When we come back after the break, we're going to be joined by Rich Mazingo, the president of the Chattanooga Lookouts, to hear his story. So uh, you're not going to want to miss this. And for Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. A lot more to come after these brief messages. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Join us for a truly mountaintop clay shooting experience during the Sporting Clays Classic. Nestled in the foothills of the Appalachians with incredible views of the Blue Ridge Mountains, Garland Mountain Sporting Clays offers outstanding facilities and top shelf amenities. You'll enjoy a full service shoot including ammo, clays, and lunch. Through your support, you can ensure that Chattanooga area youth have the opportunity to take part in the greatest youth leadership program in the world, the Boy Scouts of America. Teams and corporate sponsors available now at CherokeeAreaBSA.com. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. Year-round scouting provides fun, life-changing experiences young people can't get anywhere else. But summer camp takes it to a whole new level at Skymont Scout Reservation. It's a good, exhausting time. And while skits and songs are great, camp's not all about fun around the campfire or even earning a few merit badges. It's about giving young people an opportunity to build the foundation of leadership skills and personal character that will stay with them and set them up for success later in life. To learn more about Skymont, I'm on and our 2021 summer camp plans. Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. It is our pleasure today to introduce our next guest, and he is no stranger to Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
And that is none other than Rich Mazingo, the president of the Chattanooga Lookouts. Hello, Rich. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are we? Well, we are doing great. And uh, we're excited about having you on today's podcast. And especially at the fact that this is springtime of the year. Baseball season is about to get started. May the 4th be with you. That's all there I need to go. say about that. And, <laughs> and, and we're all looking forward to that. And, and also, too, you shared with the... Uh, Everybody in Chattanooga, some great news a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I guess. So before we dive into all that, first of all, uh, for those that are listening that may not know exactly who Rich is, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Man, I'm just, uh, I like you, you've hit the high points. I'm the president of the Chattanooga Lookouts baseball team. It's kind of a dream job for me every single day. Uh, just having the opportunity to be a, kind of the host of the city of Chattanooga, uh, 70 nights of summer. It's It's been an absolute just blessing throughout the, the entire time that I've been here. Um, I've got a wife, uh, Tracy, who's been married to me for 26 years. Lord knows why, but she has. <laughs> and then uh, and two wonderful sons, Lucas and Alex. Man, and all of them have traveled across the country with you. You got your start back in what, about 1993? Yeah, 93. 93 right? was my I think first it was year. The Rangers, right? You're 100% right. Good work yeah. out of you, Kyle. That's a yeah, guy we that's were, done his homework. <laughs> we started down in Florida and uh, and then start, moved uh, actually in 1994. My first year in Chattanooga was Michael Jordan's first year in baseball. Uh, so our first game was Michael Jordan's first road game. And uh, Tracy and I got married that same year and, and then just started from there and started well, you know, build a family. I will say this. I am certainly glad that your baseball career lasted longer than Michael Jordan's. Okay. <laughs> that is very true. You know, that there's a lot of truth true. to that, but there's a lot of other things about Michael Jordan is going very, very well. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> I, I think he's got a lot more zeros in his bank account. <laughs> well, yeah, but absolutely right. Well, yeah, but I mean, Rich, he's coming out of the worst health crisis in a hundred years, and we're coming into spring, and the weather's getting warm, and we're about to hit baseball. Yeah, and Rich is doing that right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I'm impressed by that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Rich, too, to add to that, you were coming off 2020 during a pandemic where you didn't get in the first baseball game. Is that correct? No, that's true. We uh, we uh, it was interesting because it was about a little bit before this time last year. We were ready to have our first our fan fest and then cancel that. And I remember doing a video that week saying, hey, the one thing I know is we're going to play baseball in 2020. How wrong was I? We didn't play a single pitch, have a single pitch all last year. So we went through the entire baseball season uh, without playing any baseball at all. And in fact, it's going to be about 21 months in between first pitches at our ballpark when we when we start playing on May 4th this year. Uh, wow. We can't, uh, can't wait uh, for baseball to be back in Chattanooga because – the lookouts have been so ingrained in the Chattanooga area for just so, so long. You know, the beginnings at uh, Ingle Stadium. I believe it was Ingle Stadium that the lookout started out. They may have even started before Ingle Stadium. Um, just an incredibly huge part of Chattanooga and the history of Chattanooga. And to miss it for an entire year is just, I think everybody is ready to just get out and celebrate and to celebrate Chattanooga. So I can't wait until we're able to do that on May 4th. Rich, for those that are listening that uh, don't know a lot about minor league baseball, kind of give us a brief description about minor league baseball, how the lookouts come into the mix, and then how is it associated to major league baseball? 
Sure. Well, minor league baseball is played in 120 communities throughout the United States right now. And uh, minor league baseball is broken up into four different, I guess for lack of a better term, divisions. We have the AAA teams, the AA teams, and then a high single A team and a low single A team. And we're fortunate to have a double A team here. And every one of those teams is directly related to a major league affiliate. And, and we are the, uh, we are the double A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds, which is a, it's a great marriage for both of us. You know, we're five hours from home plate to home plate, but uh, from here to Cincinnati. So, um, we're, uh, we've got a very good Reds presence in this town and have had for many, many years. Um, and they are just, they're super excited to be back in Chattanooga. They were here for 25 years and then left for about 10 years. And they're just super excited to be back and, and to be part of what we've got going forward here in Chattanooga. Well, I have never been to a Chattanooga Lookouts game. And I have a three-and-a-half-year-old wow. son who is very excited for baseball. Very cool. You know, I didn't think about that, Jared, but you've only been in Chattanooga since last fall. September 1st of 2020. Yeah. That's right. Well, you got a lot to look forward to. We gotta break I do. You, we got to break you in Mazingo style. <laughs> there you go. You know, it, nice. it, there's so many things. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I think you probably can. There's so many things that we have taken for granted in life that we just have always, always had a part of our lives. And Lookouts Baseball has been one of those. I grew up mm-hmm. in Chattanooga or in Chickamauga, but Chattanooga's been home uh, all of my entire growing up. And... Um, then when you lose it, when it's taken away, like it was during the pandemic, it makes you realize that uh, just exactly what it means. And, and that's the way a lot of people in Chattanooga have felt. Plus, it's one of the few things that an entire family can go out and do together that's still very affordable. I wanted to bring this up for a second, because whereas Chattanooga as a whole kind of missed out on Lookouts Baseball, we have to think a lot about our youth missed out on spring scouting. I mean, scouting continued virtually, which was completely different to me. And I am super excited that uh, just I think we're um, we have most of our packs in our council, most of our units meeting again. And I think that that's an incredible uh, sign of things to come um, to the future of, of scouting and us just getting back to normal. And I can't wait for that. Cubaster Kyle, do you have any uh, packs going to a lookouts game anytime soon? Man, I'm hoping soon. You know, that camp card has um, weekday buy one, get one free adult tickets on it. So you can uh, you can get a camp card to, to go see some lookouts games. And hopefully we're going to be able to do some other cool stuff with the lookouts. But, Rich, we've talked a lot about the lookouts. I want to talk about um, – your your time in scouting you were not a a youth scout yourself but both of your sons came up and actually began in a division of scouting called the cub scouts right that is true that is true both of them started very young um i had two tiger cubs years and years a long time ago now um but but they came up through scouting and and did it all you know through through most of high school for both of them so what did what was the catalyst for them joining because that so a tiger cub that's about first grade i believe is that right yeah. rich mm-hmm. so yep. so what mm-hmm. how did they get involved what was the the draw you know my my dad was a was a, a boy scout and he is uh he is always banging the drum for boy scouts and he if you talk to him today he's 84 years old he will tell you the biggest regret of his life is not becoming an eagle scout he, they changed the handbook on him when he was one merit badge away and it made it three merit badges and he said enough and, and mm. forgot it. So he is, he is, he is, he, if you, like I said, if you talk to him today, that's what he's going to bring up to you. Mm-hmm. 
but he kind of pushed that direction. But I got to tell you, as much as as much as I've kind of been out front and, and talking about this and and my involvement in scouts, uh, Tracy, Tracy drove my boys to to, wow. to every scout meeting. You know, my summers are crazy. And and we really have taken scouting as a as a family event for us. So we have all been involved and we've all been on campouts. And but but I got to tell you, Tracy's been the glue in our family that that kept our kids scouting and moving forward and doing what they should do. And it's been I, I just can't tell you how many times it's paid off for for my kids uh, so far so, in their lives. So since your father was unable to earn the highest rank in scouting, the Eagle Scout. Did your sons get to live through that experience and and overcome that obstacle that their grandfather faced? Oh, and I got to tell you that they did. They were they're both Eagle Scouts, and I could not be more proud of of, of either one of them. They're they're absolutely amazing young men. But but during their scouting time, which was probably what they they scouted for. 10 years, 11 years, something like that. And I'm telling you, twice a year they would hear the story about, man, I was so close. I was so close. And, you know, it was really never a, never a chore to get them to go or never a chore. I mean, they, they just, they wanted to be a part of it and they wanted to continue going on. And, you know, we talk about kids all the time. They get to 14 and 15 and 16 years old and so many different things happen in their lives and scouting becomes a back burner issue. Well, my, my oldest son played varsity football for four years. They played varsity lacrosse for four years. And got his Eagle Scout while doing both of those. My youngest son wow. played varsity lacrosse and and participated in 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 other a- curricular other extracurricular activities at school, and still completed his uh, his Eagle Scout. So so you know it's very doable. So here's the real question though: Lookouts concession stand versus campfire food. <laughs> Do you oh, have a preference? Man. There is nothing, nothing in the world like campfire food to me. I that is absolutely my favorite. It's to be around, and I think I think you're more than anything else. It's being around your friends and being around your people, mm-hmm. and and sitting where there's you're not on the phone and there's there's not music. It's just quiet and you and the outside and and being able to share with with friends and 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 former or, or, you know current members of your scout troop i think that's amazing so no hot peanuts here here i am i'm like man he's gonna say hot peanuts <laughs> hot peanuts <laughs> and cracker jacks no man i'd love to have the i i love the the all the things that you can make over that open fire you know you talk about um lucas's and alex's perseverance and their drive to become eagle scouts and me and you were on the phone the other day just you know kind of talking about our interview and what a lot of people don't realize uh, is you were having to move pretty frequently through a, a few years as your as your career in baseball, you know, got to where you are today. They wound up uh, scouting in what, like two or three different states or was it four states that um, went through? Yeah, Lucas scouted in four different states and Alex scouted in three different states. So you, you want to talk about real perseverance. So wow. not only were they moving to a new city, a new town a new school trying to make new friends on top of that they both went out found scout troops to be involved in and and got involved in that as well so those kids those kids were driven and there needs to be a a great job there needs to be a badge for that a badge for scouting in multiple states i think you ought to make that cup master kyle (laughs) you're the cup master i love that that idea and i love the simple fact that they they seeked out uh, finding a pack and honestly that probably helped them adjust to being in a new town in a new city being able 
to find uh, those individuals that they already had something in common with and going from there. Don't you think, Rich? Oh, absolutely it did. Absolutely it did. I'm telling you, both of when we moved back to Chattanooga um, in, in 2011, both of them went online, found their own troops because Alex was a Alex was a Weeblow still and Lucas was a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. So they found their troops that they were going to go to, reached out to them and then gave it to me and Tracy to kind of finish the deal for them on both of them. But but both of those guys came to town and, and found where they needed to be and what they had to do to, to continue what they were what they were started. That's just awesome. Not only are they outstanding Eagle Scouts, but it sounds like we've got some outstanding parents. To I got to tell you, lead we, them into this. They had a 50 50 and they did okay on half of them. <laughs> <laughs> but Tracy's amazing. But Rich, I was going to ask you I mean, you, you've talked a lot about what your boys got out of the program, but it sounds like with the passion that you speak about the program that you probably learned a few things along the scouting trail yourself. I got to tell you, it's, it's amazing. Um, and and I, I find this kind of throughout life. I, I think whatever. Whatever I put into something, whether it be a nonprofit or Boy Scouts or, you know, your job or, or whatever it may be, I have gotten out so much more than I've ever put into Boy Scouts. And it's, it's seeing the leadership and seeing the leaders and seeing the kids. You know, when you, when you start talking about an Eagle Scout project, and you're talking about 12, 14, 15 kids getting together to do a project that not one of them has the ability to do on their own but they all come together to do it. I mean, it's made me a better leader. It's made me a better father. It's made me a better, I think, a better person overall just to be involved and just to be around these kids and these leaders that, you know, the the leaders are still the unspoken heroes of all this stuff. The, The amount of time that moms and dads give up to make sure these kids are in a safe, great place week after week after week is amazing. Well, Rich, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, we all uh, agree wholeheartedly with what you just said about the leadership and and what uh, the Eagle Scout program will do for so many young men. Jared Rich sounds like a perfect candidate to serve on the board. (laughs) You know, Rich Rich has been a fantastic member of our executive board for, for some years now and has been a great partner to scouting. And, you know, I wonder in this conversation... How can we and our Chattanooga community and scouts, how can we be a good partner to the lookouts? You know, coming after this you know, 21 months pitch to pitch, you know, what, what can we do to help the lookouts here, Rich? Just just come out and enjoy. Man, we've got we've got 60 home games this summer and they're spread out throughout the course of the summer. We go to the middle of September and we're going to have a blast out here. It's like uh, someone alluded to earlier. It's still an inexpensive way to spend a night out. And, and it's a wonderful way to spend time with your family. And that might be my favorite part of it. Jared, uh, Rich will make sure that you receive a proposal from one of his fine sales uh, staff members. <laughs> Absolutely. Of the plenty of opportunities to get involved with the Chattanooga Lookouts. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> well, you. Rich, thank you for sharing your story. Before we let you go, let folks know how they can get more information about what's going on in your world with the Chattanooga Lookouts. Let's make it as easy as we possibly can. It's lookouts.com, www.lookouts.com. Our schedule's there, our pricing's there. If you want to be a sponsor of Lookouts Baseball, if you want to bring a group out, if you want to go to season tickets, or if you just want to come out and see a baseball game, all our information is there, and uh, and we're looking forward to it. All right, Rich, thank you so much for taking your time and uh, sharing your story again. All right, it's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. 
At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. And welcome into our chat by the fireside virtually, uh, virtually as a matter of fact, with uh, Jared and Cubmaster Kyle. And we have a very special uh, guest on with us. Had his uh, Eagle Border review already, but uh, Andrew Cameron joins us now. Hasn't had uh, your court of honor yet, though. You're waiting a little bit longer, right, Andrew? Yes, that is right. And uh, we wanted to bring you on first because you have a super super cool um eagle scout project that you did that not a whole lot of people realize was even a need in the community but first i just want to kind of get your background in scouting when did you get started how old were you did you do cub scouts or um just start with a troop uh i joined scouting as a tire cub in second grade they had a uh, event at my elementary school where they talked about scouting and that's how i joined and i've been scouting throughout both my father and my older brother were both Eagle Scouts, so they helped me a lot. Very cool. And you got your arrow of light, I take it? Yes. Now, Kyle, you can't, you can't, you can't ask about the arrow of light without saying what that is, Cubmaster Kyle. You got, you got to tell our listeners what arrow of light even is. So, Eagle Scout is the highest rank that you can get in Scouts BSA program and the Boy Scouts program. But in Cub Scouts, there is a highest rank as well, and that's your arrow of light. So, no matter what age you are, you start with whatever rank that you would be. But your arrow of light, you actually have to become a Weebelo um, Scout to do um, that first. So, you definitely get. Your your Weebolo Scout as a Cub Scout, and then you're able to carry on to Arrow of Light, which is one of only um, two um, patches that you can actually wear onto your troop uniform, your Scouts BSA uniform. So pretty special to get your Arrow of Light as a Cub Scout and then cross over or transition into the um, Scouts BSA program. So Andrew, you've been in it quite some time. You've been to a lot of camping experiences, a lot of summer camps. Maybe you've done some high adventure. What What's probably your your, your biggest memory so far um, as a scout? Uh, my biggest memory would probably be my second uh, summer camp. I went to Woodruff, but it rained almost every day, except for the day that the parents were there. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, this summer, uh, me and my troop, we are going to Philmont. It was supposed to be last summer, but uh, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to go. So that's probably what I'm looking forward to most now. So playing playing the devil's advocate here, you know, Philmont, that experience, you know, what are you looking forward to and what is it exactly? If, if anyone has never heard of that, what is Philmont 
and and what are you doing there? Uh, Philmont is a like really big park. Although it doesn't really need to be called a park, but it's really big and it's in New Mexico. And uh, you go there and you hike for two weeks straight, and you get to see a lot of amazing views. You do a lot of activities, all sorts of stuff. So of the experiences you're looking forward to, I, I, you just earned your Eagle Scout. Uh, are you kind of viewing this Philmont Trek as kind of the biggest, baddest high adventure thing uh, that you're just going to round out your scouting experience? Yeah. So uh, whenever I go to Philmont, I'm actually going to be 18. But since uh, it was scheduled for last year, they're allowing uh, people that are 18 to go as youths. So that will be the last thing I do as a youth in uh, scouting. So that will definitely round it out. That's that's a great way to uh, round it out, a trek through Philmont. And uh, we definitely want to talk to you when you get back as well. Would you mind joining us then? I would love to. Before we let you go, something just very important and a need that not many people would even know that there's there. But um, to to get your Eagle Scout, you have to do an Eagle Scout service project where you plan, you find the volunteers. If there are um, any kind of purchases to be made, you find donations to be able to make those purchases or find people that will donate, say, paint, for example. That's something that was very important to your project. Can you kind of take us through what your project was and what made you think that that was the Eagle Scout project for you to do? Well, uh, to start off with, I came up with my Eagle Scout project whenever my dad was like, why don't you look up this stuff and figure it out? Uh, So I had looked into uh, fire hydrants and Eagle Scout projects related to those. I had seen one where they painted it based off the color and I wanted to take inspiration from that. So I went to the Saudi Daisy Fire Department, which is where I live, and asked if I could do that. And they said that would be wonderful. I then went to every single fire hydrant in the uh, Saudi Daisy area, which was around 550. Wow. Wow. And graded all of them based off of the safety of being able to paint them and the need to paint, whether it's not rusty or stuff like that. And I came up with a list of 110 uh, fire hydrants to paint. And then on one Saturday, I got about 30 volunteers and a couple, like five to 10 drivers. And uh, we just all went out and uh, painted all of them in one day. That's a big project, over 130 uh, fire hydrants. That's incredible, Andrew. So, so let me add, and I agree, that's absolutely fantastic. And I must say that ever since I saw your application for Eagle Scout come across my desk, I, I always read the subject line for what young men and women are doing for their Eagle Scout project. And yours really caught my eye because I'm like, you know, fire hydrants. Like I never would have thought about um, the need out there. So can you talk a little bit about like, how did you notice that need and, and why did that need stick out? Um, to you because a lot of Eagle Scouts will start a project and then they'll modify it along the way but it sounds like you started out knowing what you were doing and then you just carried straight through with that after the assessment. The reason I did my project on this is because I realized that if the uh, fire hydrants they're not like clean and they're not bright then the uh, fire uh, engines they will not be able to see the fire hydrants and it will just uh, make it a lot it was not as safe before, so I added a safety 
uh, point there. Did you get any feedback along the way from from the fire department um, as to this project? And, and what did they say about it after it was over? Uh, well, they actually really liked me doing it because all the volunteers, they hated painting the hydrants. So they jokingly offered to buy me steak after I did my project. <laughs> um, I bet you that was a delicious steak. Yeah, did they actually give you the steak? That's the question. Uh, have you cashed this in I yet? I have not cashed it in yet. You got to cash that in, man. You got to cash it in. Did you encounter any uh, conflict? I mean, you said you had over 30 volunteers, five or six drivers. You're leading this project. You're organizing it. You probably got a plan of attack. Did you have any conflict that you needed to resolve as a part of orchestrating this project? Uh, not really. The only thing that might have gone wrong was the weather, but the weather was perfect, thankfully. It was right between like two hurricanes. So yeah, everything went well that could have gone well. If you were going to give a message to uh, Eagle Scouts in your troop, right behind you or anyone else in the region that's thinking about whether they want to undertake the Eagle Scout project, what advice would you give them, Andrew? Uh, just nail down what you want to do and try and find a way to do it. That will make it so much easier to do your Eagle project. Scouting has been such a, a big part of your life so far. What do you think that you'll take from scouting as a youth into your future, you know, going off to college, maybe becoming a, um, a scout leader yourself? What What's some of your biggest takeaways as a scout that you think will carry you on through the rest of your life? Uh, scouting taught me a lot about leadership skills, which are going to be very important, but it also kind of showed me a team, how if you work together, it would be everything will be better, which I've had uh, two uh, scouts who are friends with me that have followed me through since uh, Tiger Cup. So that was really good. And can I ask you a question as well? There may be people listening to this podcast that um, maybe weren't involved in scouting. Uh, maybe they have children who aren't involved in scouting. What would you say to those people about scouting and what would you encourage them to do or to not do? Uh, I would definitely encourage them to join scouting because that has had a huge impact on my life as can be seen. But just give it a try. Go to a few meetings at your local troop or pack and just see how you enjoy it. Because I am I would bet that you would really enjoy it and you would go permanently. Well, we know there's great things in, in store for you um, for the rest of your life. and. We're very grateful that you've chosen the Boy Scouts of America as a place to invest your time, your free time. And uh, I'm thrilled to know that you've had a great experience. And uh, for anyone else out there, I would definitely say, um, listen to what Andrew has to say. I myself was not able to be in scouting as a, as a youth, just like Kyle and Andrew. And uh, while I regret that I never had a chance, you know, one of my my big things I try to tell people is just give it a try. And Andrew, you said it way better than I ever could have. So thank you for that. Thank you. For more Scouting Spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, what a great podcast today. We had two outstanding guests. 
And I learned a lot, and I'm sure you both did as well. Fascinating. The simple fact that Andrew went and graded over 300 different fire hydrants for his Eagle Scout project to get that broke down to 130 of the most needed ones that needed painted. I just think that that's incredible. It's incredible. To the length that these kids are going to for their Eagle Scout projects. And what a great way to cap off um, his youth scouting career, being able to go to Philmont on that trek. I can't wait for him to come back and hopefully we can talk to him maybe a little bit about his time out on the trail for just incredible. That is God's country out there for sure. Yeah, I think it'll be fascinating to hear what he has to say. I'll tell you the word that keeps coming to mind as we wrap up today, and that is perseverance. Mm-hmm. Because you're talking about Andrew, who we just heard from, persevering through the pandemic, earning his Eagle Scout, coordinating tens of volunteers as a part mm-hmm. of his Eagle Scout project. You're talking about Richmond Zingo leading the Chattanooga Lookouts into really a new world out there right now. Mm-hmm. And and they were not without their challenges um, through this pandemic as well. So perseverance on both ends and both of them won a scout, won a father of scouts. What a fascinating dual story. It's uh, definitely uh, perseverance and leadership for me. Two of the biggest things that, that I've seen this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's Sean. And what about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, last time we talked, last uh, you know, time remember we talked, now, I'm a rookie to the scout world. Now, th- this is, and we need to make sure our listeners uh, have a clear understanding of this. You're the guy that is the is the dude. You're the CEO of the Cherokee Area Council of the Boy Scouts. So you are the man. Then we've got Cubmaster Kyle, which is the guy that, you know, he's leading all these young young boys and young men to become great leaders of our country. Me, I'm the guy that's learning, going to ask all the dumb questions, <laughs> trying to figure out exactly <laughs> there's no, there's no what dumb this question. scout world is, is all about. You know, I, I was in the Cub Scouts in the second grade. But I made it to the third grade, but not in the third grade in Cub Scouts. <laughs> so uh, I've I've really enjoyed uh, what we've what we've done so far, and and it's taught me some things, and I continue to learn about scouting. Well, there's one thing for sure, and you said it very true, Cubmaster Kyle. We just heard stories about perseverance and leadership, and those continue on through over a thousand scouts right here, right now in the Tennessee Valley and, and Cubmaster Kyle, your group is is a part of nearly a hundred different troops out there that are making that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like you said, Sean, I do have the blessing of waking up each and every day and, and making sure that we keep scouts up and running. But the real heroes out there are people just like Cubmaster Kyle that are the boots on the ground because that's where the kids are learning the things that are going to change the face of our great nation for the better in the future. And, you know, while we're talking about this, I have to give a huge shout out to those that are putting summer camp together this year because, wow, you know, we weren't able to have summer camp last year. And summer camp at Skymont Scout Reservation is going to look very different this year, trying to be able to scout through a pandemic still. Almost um, a thousand people signed up for summer camp right now. And that's that's just incredible to me. And then right after summer camp, we're going to be doing the Cub Scout and Weebelow's resident camp after that. And I just can't wait to be able to see uh, those, those kids' lives being shaped um, through camp this year, which is not an easy task to begin with. You can only imagine having to put a summer camp uh, on through a pandemic. So Jared, hats off to all those volunteers. Jared, for those who are out there listening, they want to learn more about uh, Boy Scout and 
And a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about here on the program, when you mentioned Skymont, things of that sort, how can they go online and find that information? Where should they visit? Well, I tell you, the easiest way is to Google Boy Scouts Chattanooga. You can find a few different resources that way. But if you want a direct link to our website, it's CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Yep. That's Am I getting that right? Yep. Come Master Kyle. And then I also want to do a quick shout out for our Facebook page for Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great way, especially for anybody who's not currently connected to scouting, be uh, keeping in tune with what we got going on here at the podcast. Am I right, Kyle? That's it. Easy, easy peasy right there. And for those scouters that are listening to us, don't forget we have our first annual clay shoot coming up um later this year and you can get more info on our website about that as well so we just want to bring that up as we're kind of wrapping things up before we uh close today's scout on chattanooga cub master kyle share with us your final thoughts oh man i gotta do the cub master minute before we get out of here uh don't we and uh today's podcast we're going to talk about lord baden powell he was the the founder of scouting he said this to scouts everywhere he said i often think when the sun goes down that the world is hidden by a big blanket from the light of heaven, but that the stars are like little holes that are pierced in that blanket by those who have done good deeds in this world. The stars are not all the same size. Some are big and some are little. And some men have done small deeds, but they made their hole in the blanket by doing good before they went to heaven. Try and make your hole in the blanket by good work while you are on earth. It is something to be good, but it is far better to do good. So think about Baden Powell's words when you promise to help other people and to do your good turn. Very well said. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. We thank you for listening and be sure to click on the subscribe button for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield and have a wonderful week. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.